0: Stress is one of the leading causes of work absence, recently overtaking back pain, and as a result, an increasing part of a GP's workload. However, good quality evidence about how to deal with stress is actually quite hard to come by. A recent article on bmj.com gives some practical advice on what to do when you suspect stress is the underlying cause of a consultation, and what to do once you have actually confirmed that. I'm Duncan Jarvis, a multimedia editor here at the BMJ, and I'm joined by Alexis Descatha. He's an occupational emergency practitioner, a uniquely French position, and works at the University Hospital of Poincaré. He's here to talk through that advice. Um, In your article, you have a case study where a man in his 50s presents with back pain, but actually, it's the stress he's experiencing at work which is causing him his problems. Now, in your experience, how common is that? Um, do patients often present with physical symptoms, and you have to actually dig down and and find the underlying stress cause?
1: So the the question is quite hard to define precisely how percentage because we don't have any. High evidence on it, but mm. as a practitioner, we know that around 20 to 30 percent of people coming from uh, a physical uh, pain has uh, other cause or etiology of pain, and that's or um, the aim of the first uh, c- consultation to try to find. Uh, behind this pain the real cause of uh, this suffering
0: Mm. and in those patients where you know it might be an underlying cause um, that's the real issue what are the red flags what makes you think as a practitioner oh this this person might be suffering from stress
1: I think uh, fundamentals of semiology and clinics and medicines are based upon uh the the nature of uh, psychologic distress that you find by uh, asking your patient about uh how his pain what's the consequences of his pain especially the nature of the duration of the symptoms where is feeling down loss of interest tired easily uh, feel worthless mm. and all consequences on his uh, daily activity which show possibility of depression anxiety disorder or adjustment disorders
0: Mm. now you've, you've started to to mention this but if you do suspect stress how do you personally go about having that conversation with a patient to to bring it up and perhaps start exploring whether it is um, some of those underlying things?
1: Unfortunately, that's quite easy because people suffer a lot from this kind of stress if they are somatization. And they're usually crying. And as soon as you just touch but say okay maybe there's problem in your life and stress in your working environment usually they cry a lot and give you many keys that will help you to uh, go further on this direction
0: mm. So it seems like patients are in this day and age quite willing to, to talk about stress then
1: Yes, even though they don't Show it as the first symptoms, because if you're high manager, it's more accepted to have back pain that uh stress at work, even though as soon as the practitioner which someone with with the patient is confident to, he will give all the clues and. As soon as you ask the question, you will have the answers.
0: Yes, yes. Um, Now, before we go any further, in the paper you do mention um, that it's important to exclude some physical problems here, um, particularly thyroid disorders and things. Why is that and and anything else to look out for?
1: Because sometimes uh, people going from, say they're uh, coming from stress, they actually have really somatic disorder with emergency. That uh, uh, semiology will help you with clinical signs about, uh, for instance, uh, thyroid disorder, which is the the most common. is easily to for the practitioner to say, "Okay, I must not forget these things before I go further," and. By uh taking some uh parameters, it's easily to uh, find out. Um, I think it's more um a way to avoid to forget uh this kind of emergency situation that need uh, will require emergency care that uh, we want to point out in the paper
0: sure of course um now a couple of times you've mentioned somatization there um in these patients um, who are experiencing the stress, how common is that?
1: Oh, it's very common because this kind of um, stress and consequences of stress, and even in mental uh, disorders, all the uh, anxiety disorders, people uh, described many uh, symptoms. On their uh, own body, mm. and it's very interesting to try to, as uh, all practitioner knows, uh, to do it. It's to really take attention to, don't forget this kind, because in the project of care, uh, you can say to your patient that you will take care of this pain or somatization.
0: Mm. Mm um how do patients accept um somatization do they f- are they reluctant to believe that um the pain that they're feeling could have a a, a mental root as opposed to a um a, a physical one
1: um in my experience but i'm not probably uh but it's it's quite it's quite uncommon that patient doesn't want to be uh, cured uh, because they know, and in and their own uh, mind, that uh, it is their physical symptom coming from a mental distress. And as soon as, as a practitioner, you spend a little bit time to explain and to work with them, all, all patients are agree to follow because they want to heal first. Mm-hmm. And as usually, that's not an issue.
0: Now, in the article, you mentioned that there are some people who are particularly susceptible to stress.
1: Twenty years ago, there's some uh, studies that shows with um, very strong evidence that uh, bad or not um, bad working condition. Uh, could lead to uh, mental disorders, especially if there's uh, factors at work like lack of value or respect in mm. the workplace, mm. imbalanced job design, occupational uncertainty, which are the main uh, elements that are found in uh workplaces to be related with uh mental distress mm. coming from work but also what's is interesting is to uh, for the practitioner try to find these factors because he can work with his patient to try to as soon as he get better to uh deal with it, to face with it, to cope with it, even with uh, a workplace intervention. Mm-hmm. Also this is the negative aspect of work and I think we should also emphasize of the positive effect right. of work and also the environment because sometimes work is a good thing and we everybody in the world need to have uh, is uh, place at work and everybody so as soon as uh, work and a an family environment are strong is also a possibility for the practitioner to to give advice and to say okay okay maybe at work for this time it's not good but you have a family you have children and you can work with your patient on that mm. on the on these factors
0: Yes. Um, now, you've, you've mentioned there are a couple of things um, that might be useful, but uh, when it comes to treatment, you said that there's actually a lack of high-quality evidence or indeed guidelines um, for managing work-related stress. So, in your experience, what's the best way to sort of start a patient on the journey towards getting better?
1: Yeah, it's true. We have very high evidence of factors that lead to... Uh, um, to this kind of uh, illness, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, as you said, we don't have high quality for intervention study, and uh, many groups all around the world are trying, have ongoing project on finding the best way to have international guidelines on such questions Mm. so in my experience based on what patient uh, learn me because we work on these uh, questions is 15 years ago in my unit but it's it's really important to have uh, workplace intervention short period of leave from work even sometimes psychological treatment by psychologists, and also to have a very regular um, uh, consultation uh, with between the patient and the practitioner. Mm-hmm. And I think with these, most of the uh, distress might be uh treated although some uh in difficult case of course specialists in psychiatry should be uh, include and also also occupational health practitioner
0: mm, mm. um and then the other thing you mention is that um you say that getting patients to write down maybe a chronology and a description and how they feel about what's happening at work um, can be helpful. So why is that? What's, what's going on there that, that patients find useful?
1: That's very interesting because um, we decided, I think, 10 years ago to to do that only for logistic reason because this kind of consultation is very uh, time-consuming mm. It take a very long time so we asked the patient okay for next time write on the paper and we will discuss and our patients learn uh, we learn from them that to if they can because some people are too, uh, too sick to be able to write things on the papers, but as soon as they, co- they can uh, write in a short uh, um, page mm. what's happened, it's used hard, not a therapy, but they feel better by trying to organize, just uh, be lessened by the practitioner. And sometimes they say, and uh, many patients that Uh, tell me that, that they're still doing that even though they feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, They need to express. And that's the way to
0: express. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Um, What are the outcomes like for patients who, who... start to tackle their stressful work do you have any data on how many people recover and, and kind of return to work normally and how many people have to go off and, and maybe change a job or, or do something else
1: no unfortunately I don't have because it's a very large group of patients with different we have uh, we know for instance that people who have depression who get who has been in a tertiary care? Fifty uh, percent will get better, but fifty percent will have to change jobs. But that's only uh, from selected people, not the people, uh, not the patients in general practice. Mm. I don't have uh, good evidence and numbers of uh, how many will get okay in how many times and that's why we decide not to put that on the on on the paper um, maybe for practitioner uh, ask questions about work and how uh, stress at work uh, is is something's important and as soon as you have the question you will have the answer take your time even if you have to okay uh, I don't have time, I have other patients, so see you tomorrow or the week later and we will discuss, please write it down and we will have some materials so we can work on. And don't hesitate to work with other uh, people like psychologists, uh, occupational health practitioner, or uh, psychiatrists to help difficult patients
0: you've been listening to Alexis Descather, Talk About Stress at Work. And that practice article is now available on thebmj.com. If you've enjoyed this, make sure you don't miss out on more by subscribing. You can do that on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. We're in most places now. If you have subscribed, then do rate or review us. It lets us know what you like, and it also helps other people find our podcasts. If you're really keen then our full back catalogue that's literally hundreds of interviews are all available for free on soundcloud just search for bmj talk medicine thanks for listening